Wow, that's the African Children's Choir, and this is Frankly Speaking with Pastor Frank. Who would have ever thought in our busy, fast-paced lives, our schedules that are just so crammed full, that we would ever come to a place where I would talk about idleness? I want to talk about that this morning. In Proverbs 31, talking about that that Proverbs 31 woman, right? She strength and honor are her clothing. She will reign in time to come. Her mouth, she opens her mouth in wisdom. Her tongue is the law of kindness. She looks well to the ways of her household and eats not the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also and praises her. Many daughters have done virtuously, but thou excels them all. She looks well to the ways of her household and eats not the bread of idleness, verse 27 says. The bread of idleness. What is the bread of idleness? And why is it so important that she does not eat it? Isn't it, in fact, the American dream? Leisure. But leisure is not idleness. Leisure, our activities and leisure, I mean, frankly, we work very hard at our leisure activities, whether it's fishing or golf or, or hiking, riding, riding a bike, riding a horse, riding a motorcycle, whatever. Think about the activities that we get involved in, those le leisure activities that we get so wrapped up in, spend so much time in, spend so much money on. And you know what? I don't know that there's anything wrong of that. You know, people would always quote me the scripture about why do you spend that which is not bread? Please, you know. You do the same thing on something else. And, and we can have leisure time because it's not a waste. It's not idle time. Actually, the things we do to unwind and to get ourselves grounded and to keep ourselves fresh so that we can approach the work, the things that we have to do with a fresh mind uh, and, and just in a refreshed way, they're very important to us. I'm not talking about leisure time. I am talking about idleness. Idleness is a place where you're just bored. It's like you had a fishing trip. Well, maybe not fishing because we fish in the rain. But suppose you had a, we ride motorcycles in the rain too. Suppose you had something planned that you couldn't do in the rain. And the rain just made you stay in. And so you're there and you have nothing to do. Nothing to do is something that we're confronted with probably a lot more with businesses being closed and all a lot of activities and, and things that we would do for leisure are closed right now. And we find ourselves going into a place of just idleness. Idleness is, you're not idle at work, usually. Our minds are, are involved, we're involved in something, we are in pro being productive, our time off is being productive, we're home, we're either cleaning or cooking or raising children or we're doing something. And it's, so it, we're really, we're not idle. We're very, very involved, actually. Our mind is going, we're just, we're, frankly, as Americans, most of the time, we're too busy. We have stress issues, we have burnout issues, we have, we have to schedule in time to relax for most of us. And, and it doesn't matter what we do, it's just the way we are, it's our culture. But now we find ourselves in a place where our leisure activities are most of, most of the time they're on the shelf, where our work activities, for a lot of us, 
they're just on the shelf. And what's left is a vacuum. It's a void. And that void we call idleness. There's an old saying, and it's not a scripture, by the way, so don't try to look it up. The idle mind is the devil's workshop. You know, it's, it's, that's the kind of idleness I'm talking about. It's the kind of doing nothing kind, the kind where the mind wanders. This is where we get in trouble. I want to read a little portion of scripture here where someone did just that. In 2 Samuel chapter 11, it says, And it came to pass after the year was expired at the time when the kings go forth to battle, that David sent Joab and his army, his servants with him, and all Israel, and they destroyed the children of Ammon, and they besieged Rabbah. But David tarried still at Jerusalem. David should have been with his men, but he stayed behind. And I suppose that's okay if he's a king and the king had something else to do, but he didn't have anything else to do. And chapter 11, verse 2, it says, And it came to pass in the evening, evening time that David rose from off his bed. He walked upon the roof of the king's house, and from the roof he saw a woman washing herself, and the woman was very beautiful to look upon. And David sent and inquired after the woman, and one said, It's his Bathsheba, the daughter of Elam, the wife of Uriah the Hittite. Well, we know the rest of the story. Probably one of the most well-known stories in the Bible. Probably after David and Goliath. And, and when I look at this, what happened here? Because he was alone, he's in his palace. Let me tell you how this happened. So the palace of David was on a was on a hill. It was on a steep, steep hill that jutted out like a great peninsula between valleys, between the Kidron Valley on one side and the Hinnon on the other. It was the place of his great fortress. It was the place where the Jebusites were and they expelled them. And the king would always be the highest up on the hill. The reason for the highest up on the hill is you want the wind. Uh, In the valley, you don't have wind. And if it's hot, and it's hot in Israel, and you don't have air conditioners, and they didn't have air conditioners at that time, you want to be high so that the wind, you'd always have good wind and, and keep you cool. And so being high, as he came out and looked, everywhere else was below him. All the other houses were below him. And they would go on the rooftops because they didn't have air conditioning either. And there was Bathsheba. And he saw her. It began with idleness. Idleness when he should have been at the battle. It went to lust. He nurtured this seed of sin. You know, sin takes time. And I know, sometimes we think, here I was, and all of a sudden, boom, I'm in sin. There was time. There was time in the development of that sin. Here's a beautiful picture of the development. Not a beautiful picture of sin. A beautiful picture of the way things develop. We can learn from this. He's in idleness. He has nothing to do. No no paperwork, kingly appointments or anything else that he has to accomplish. He's sitting at home when he shouldn't be there, doing nothing. He sees something. You can't help that, but he lusts. He lets the seed be planted in his heart. Idleness is a softening of the soil that makes ready for a seed. In this case, the seed was lust. That seed developed into adultery. Adultery went on and and developed into a cover-up. That cover-up, we know the story, it went and turned into murder. And that murder 
is something that he would have been happy to just keep covered up if it wasn't for Nathan the prophet coming to him and calling him out. You are the man. The story ended okay, although there were consequences from it. There were consequences in David's whole life because of this, even with Absalom, his son, and there were, you know, there were a lot of consequences to this. But my point is the root of it. I don't want to go to the consequences. My point is the root, the fruit, or I should say the bread of idleness. Beware the bread of idleness. In this time, and we're in a fast, we're in a time where we're consecrating ourselves to the Lord. We're in a time where we're real. I am looking forward to great things that God is going to do in our community, in our church, and in this entire world. And we have this time, and it's a time to not be idle. Don't let yourself go into a sleep mode. Stay alert. Stay awake. Jesus would rebuke his disciples later because he asked them, will you watch and pray with me? It's not just pray. It's watch. Watch is keeping on a heightened state of awareness, on being alert, paying attention. And we'll talk about that another time. But for now, I just want to say, while we're in this time of fasting, seek God. Don't be idle. Don't be down. Don't, maybe you can't go golfing. Maybe you can't get out and do the things you'd like to do. But you know what? Seek God. Invest this time wisely. Beware of the bread of idleness. Okay, until next time, my beloved, we'll see you then.